your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 347 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by the Cross Check Podcast. We've got a new podcast that will help get you hockey smart. The Cross Check Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Cross Check Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That song you were hearing is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers fall to the Capitals at home 6-3 to in a game that really had a little bit of everything. And don't worry, we're going to get into all the Tom Wilson nonsense in due time here. But first, I just wanted to talk about, you know, a feeling that we're probably all kind of experiencing right now collectively as Ranger fans. I think anytime your team season comes to an end, whether it means you're not going to be going to the playoffs or whether it means you're getting eliminated from the playoffs, it's natural to kind of uh, feel some sadness, feel uh, a little bit of an emptiness in the pit of your stomach, you know, and I know that I'm no different as much of a one in a million chance as it was uh, that the Rangers would make the playoffs coming into this night. You know, obviously they needed to go 4-0 and have the Bruins go 0-6. Believe me, I was still checking that Bruins-Devils score right up until the end. And, uh, you know, you keep your fingers crossed. You never know what can happen. I mean, again, I realize by now that the playoffs are pretty much done for even coming into tonight's action. And now, of course, it's official. It's a bummer that obviously they didn't make it. It's a case where, you know, I think the fact that there were a couple of things working against the Rangers this season. First of all, the fact that there was no preseason. Look, the easy thing to say about that is that, well, the Rangers didn't have a preseason, but neither did any other team in the NHL. That is very true. I still think that the Rangers are the type of team, given that they were the youngest team in the league coming into the season, they probably could have stood to benefit from some preseason hockey more than a lot of other teams. You know, a veteran team like the Penguins, the Bruins, uh, teams that know what they're doing for the most part, I think for the most part that they can... uh, you know, withstand not having a preseason and just kind of hit the ground running when the regular season starts. But the Rangers, given their complete inexperience at the NHL, I think that really could have benefited them if they, if they had a couple of preseason games. Obviously, they got off to a really rough start to the season, 1-4-1. and And when you're dealing with just a 56-game regular season, you know, you're already starting to dig a hole there. Even in an 82-game regular season, you start 1-4-1, and it's a little bit of a hole that you got to climb out of. And, you know, you Add to that the fact that this is the Eastern Division. It's the toughest division in the NHL. I think that a lot of us thought that that would be the case going into the season. And then seeing everything play out, our suspicions were pretty much all but confirmed. I mean, I know the Devils and Sabres weren't really any good, but those two teams also probably would have had a better record uh, playing in some other division and not having to play six really quality teams as they did all season. But yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. I know a lot of us wanted to see the Rangers get in the playoffs and see what they could do. I think it would have been a great learning experience for these players, uh, regardless of whatever happened in the postseason once it began. Alas, it's just not going to happen. But I think if you're a Ranger fan, you still have to feel really, really good about where this franchise is heading overall. There's a lot of players that have really developed a lot over these last two seasons. Still one of the youngest teams in the league. I believe now technically the Devils are the youngest team in the league after they made that Paul Marion Zajac trade. They got quite a bit younger. But be that as it may, uh, the Rangers, you know, they obviously have a lot of youth. They had 10 guys in the lineup who were playing on their first contract in the NHL. And again, when you factor in everything that happened to the Rangers this season, we already mentioned their really rough start beginning the season 1-4-1. They had all the drama with Tony D'Angelo, 
we had what certainly seemed to be baseless, complete BS, nonsensical allegations against Artemi Panarin. We had the entire coaching staff going on the COVID list for a spell. And I know that, you know, every single team in the NHL going to have its trials and tribulations as the season goes, but this is a lot for a really young team to deal with in this season. And I do believe, you know, when the playoffs come around next season, we're going to be singing a very different tune. We're going to be looking for the Rangers to clinch a playoff spot around this point in the season next year and hopefully gearing up for what could be a lengthy playoff run. I don't know that the Rangers are necessarily a Stanley Cup contender as soon as next season, but I do think they will be a playoff team, and in due time, like I said, I do think this franchise is heading in the right direction, and I think in a matter of time, we're going to be talking about the New York Rangers as bona fide contenders. And for all the things that they went through this season, all the adversity, I think it's just going to draw them a lot closer together in the long term. But as for this game tonight, I mean, there was a lot to talk about because like I said, this game really did have a little bit of everything. But I think the one thing that a lot of people are probably all hyped up about right now, really excited to talk about. And, you know, obviously it was uh, discussed at length on social media. And that's all the nonsense that Tom Wilson once again pulled in this game. And we're going to be talking about that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement? Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but... If you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. All right, we got to talk about everything that happened and all the nonsense that Tom Wilson pulled in this game here tonight. And to kind of borrow a post-game quote from Mika Zibanejad, I'm paraphrasing here, but just a second ago on social media, you know, I saw that Mika Zibanejad had been asked about Tom Wilson after this game ended, and he basically just said, you know, I don't even know where to start. 
And I'm kind of in the same boat as Mika Zibanejad. It's hard to know where to begin with something like this. Just absolutely uncalled for, completely heinous, has no place in the game. Tom Wilson needs to be suspended for a very, very long time for everything that he did tonight. Let's take it from the top, though, because we got to talk to, uh, you know, some people might be listening to this who didn't even get to see the game tonight. So we got to talk about the thing that kind of set all of this up, all the Tom Wilson shenanigans. And it began, I believe it was still the first period, uh, there was a play away from the play where Tom Wilson basically sneaks up behind Adam Fox and reaches around from behind him with his right hand and pulls like at his face and, you know, kind of in his face and neck area and just kind of pulls backwards. So, you know, there were some people defending this on Twitter. Oh, that's just a face wash. It's this, that, and the other thing. Look, maybe you're right. Maybe I was exaggerating a little bit and saying that, you know, this was something uh, that was completely out of line because, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit as well on social media, but... Tom Wilson doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. He has long since forfeited the right to any benefit of any doubt for anything that he does from now until the end of his NHL career. So that's the first point here. I didn't like what Tom Wilson did here, and he indeed got a penalty for it. And you know what? He's throwing a fit. He's livid that this was a penalty. I completely believe it should be a penalty. And you might think that it's, well, it's just Tom Wilson. No, I would say this is a penalty no matter who it is. But he's screaming his head off at the referee. You know what else didn't really help in this situation here either? How about Peter Laviolette on the Capitals bench? You know, he's screaming at the referee too and throwing a fit that Tom Wilson gets a penalty. Like, like as if Tom Wilson is some angel and the refs are just out to get him and he's just misunderstood and he's actually a really good team leader and this, that, and the other thing. Tom Wilson is a dirtbag. And anybody that's paid any attention to the NHL and has watched Tom Wilson play for any amount of time is well aware of this fact. This was clearly a penalty. He absolutely deserve to go to the penalty box for it, and that's indeed what happened. But being that this is Tom Wilson, can he let it go? No, of course he can't. There's a situation in the second period. There's a big kind of scramble in front of the Capitals' net. The Rangers are on the power play. Pavel Buchnevich was in deep. He's looking to stuff the puck home, and I watched this replay very carefully because I want to see, you know, I'm not going to defend Tom Wilson at all, not even in the slightest, pretty much under any circumstances, but I wanted to see, okay, you know, did Pavel Buchnevich make contact with Vanacek because, you know, players in general, they are going to stand up for their goalie if something happens. You know, if there's a, a skirmish in front of the net or whatever it might be, they're going to look out for their goalie. Pavel Buchnevich did not even touch Vanacek on this play. He's trying to put the puck in. He ends up down on the ice. Vanacek covers the puck. The whistle blows. Everything should be pretty much dying down at this point. I mean, the referee blew the whistle, and there is a big crowd there, so you never know. There could always be some pushing and shoving. But Buchnevich, you know, he fell down to the ice. Tom Wilson gets on top of him and punches him about as hard as he can in the back of the head while Buchnevich is face down on his stomach on the ice. I mean, you can really hurt somebody there. Uh, you could knock out some teeth. You could give them a concussion. Really just completely uncalled for from Tom Wilson. And kudos to Ryan Strome because he saw what was happening here and basically put Tom Wilson in a headlock and pulled him off of him. Now, at this point, you know, all bets are off. Everybody on both sides of the ice, everybody's coming together. It's uh, pretty much five-on-five, five, pushing and shoving, skirmish, and probably even a little bit beyond that. Um, and then somehow Panarin ends up jumping on Tom Wilson's back because Wilson's got a hold of Strom, I believe it was. And then... You know, Wilson decides, big tough guy, he wants to fight Artemi Panarin. I don't see Tom Wilson going after Brandon Smith out there tonight, did you? But he wants to fight Artemi Panarin, and you can see there's a slow-motion replay where, you know, this has kind of made its round on, rounds on Twitter. Wilson basically grabs Panarin by the back of the hair and yanks him backward and just yanks him down the ice very violently. He gets on top of him. He starts punching Panarin. Panarin's completely defenseless. We know Panarin's not a fighter. 
And at that point, it's it's kind of unfortunate. Like, obviously, you want the officials to step in there and break this up and certainly uh, come to the aid of uh, Artemi Panarin. But the linesman, you know, Buchnevich was about to jump on Tom Wilson and presumably just start wailing on him. And I think the linesman kind of got in the way, unfortunately. I mean, you would have loved to have seen that if you're a Ranger fan. But I can't say enough about the job that all the Rangers on the ice did. None of these guys are fighters. I mean, the power play unit was out there. The Rangers were on the main advantage. So none of their, you know, tougher, more physical, snarl-type players are out there. There's no uh, Brennan. Smith, you know, we already mentioned him. There's no Kevin Rooney. And then, unfortunately, guys that, you know, you know would jump in there and you know would uh, get themselves a piece of Tom Wilson if they could. Guys like Jacob Truba and Ryan Lindgren, they're out of the lineup. And even Chris Kreider, you know, Kreider's not really known for fighting. He will fight if the occasion calls for it. But you know he would have been in there mixing it up and trying to get after Tom Wilson uh, if he had the opportunity. Unfortunately, the Rangers, you know, not a lot of size on the ice, not a lot of guys who you expect to be involved in something like this. But big-time kudos to Buchnevich, to Strom, to Panarin for all kind of looking out for each other out there because that could have been really bad. It was bad. I mean, Panarin suffers what they're calling a lower body injury. We're lucky it wasn't worse, and I don't even know what the extent of this injury is. I mean, this was so bad by Tom Wilson, and he seriously could have injured Artemi Panarin. He seriously could have injured Pavel Buchnevich, being on top of him, punching him in the back of the head, all because he's still pissed off that the referee made a call that he didn't agree with, which was a penalty. So you know what? Tom Wilson and Peter Laviolette for empowering his goon over there. Because maybe if Peter Laviolette isn't streaming his head off at the referees about something that obviously is a penalty, then maybe this whole thing doesn't happen. Maybe, I mean, it's Tom Wilson, so it probably still does happen. But maybe, you know, with Tom Wilson having his coach have his back like that and barking at the referees like he was, maybe that only empowered Tom Wilson all the more. You know, they did slap the A on him over there, so who knows. But just complete garbage from a complete garbage player in Tom Wilson, and I really hope he's suspended. Uh, forget about the regular season. You know what? Let him play the rest of the regular season. However many games you want to suspend this guy, give him that many games to start the playoffs, whether it's, you know, he had a seven-game suspension earlier this season, so knock it up to more. Give him 15 games. Give him 20 games. Suspend him for the rest of the playoffs. Do something to send a message. When is enough enough with this freaking player? I mean, he's been pulling this crap for years, and there's no signs of him ever stopping because the NHL doesn't do enough to punish him, doesn't do enough to dissuade him from acting like this. And this is what you get. The NHL gives him two-game suspensions, and they give him three-game suspensions, and they give him seven-game suspensions. You know what? Throw him out of the league for a year. Maybe that'll get the message through a little bit. Maybe it'll sink into that thick skull of his if, if you actually suspend him for an entire year, or at least the rest of the regular season and all the playoffs this year. And... You know, if they do allow him to play in the playoffs, I really hope that, you know, for all these Tom Wilson apologists out here, and there, there aren't that many, but there are some that say, oh, you know, he's just, he's tough. You know, he plays the game hard. That's old school hockey. No, it's not. It's garbage hockey is what it is. He is the dirtiest player in the league by miles. It's not even close. There's nobody that's even in his range. There's nobody that can even hold a candle to Tom Wilson in terms of this just complete nonsense that he pulls on the ice in a seemingly night in and night out basis. I mean, I'm exaggerating to make the point there, but you get the idea. And then, you know, the one time they actually give him a 20-game suspension, it ends up being reduced to 14 games. So you know what? No suspension reduction this time. Suspend him for the entire playoffs. And if the Capitals are able to have Tom Wilson play for them in the playoffs, maybe they can step in. Maybe the Capitals can actually sit him down. They won't, but maybe they can step in and sit him down for a game, and maybe that'll get the message through his head that, you know what, we're not going to play hockey like this because it's garbage. And I know there's some Ranger fans who really like David Quinn. If you guys listen to this show, you know that for the most part, I am a David Quinn fan as well. 
and there's some fans who may not really be the biggest fans of David Quinn. They wish he would do a couple of things differently, and maybe they think that a different coach is the way to go. We've heard it from both sides long enough. But do you think that David Quinn would ever put up with this kind of crap from any of his players? There is not a chance. I mean, he'll sit you down if you take a dumb offensive zone penalty. So I think it's safe to say that this kind of garbage would not fly under David Quinn's watch. I mean, he could have broken Artemi Panarin's neck, grabbing him by the hair and just violently yanking him backward. That's absolutely ridiculous. And if the NHL has any guts whatsoever, they will suspend this guy for the entire playoffs. And if they don't suspend him for the entire playoffs, then I really hope, like, I don't want anybody to get hurt or anything like that, but I really hope that Tom Wilson does something this stupid, this dangerous, this reckless in a big spot in a playoff game and cost the Washington Capitals the game and cost the Washington Capitals their season. Maybe then, maybe then the Washington Capitals will take some control over this freaking goon and, you know, reel him in a little bit. Tell him maybe that it's not a good idea to, you know, go out there looking to injure people on a night-in and night-out basis because what he did was complete garbage. Uh, we do have to move on. Do want to talk a little bit about the Rangers and, and some of the other points of this game. We had uh, just a fantastic goal uh, between Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. They linked up for just a beautiful A-plus goal in this game. Briefly gave the Rangers the lead, unfortunately. Obviously, it wasn't meant to be. But uh, you know what? I've ranted about Tom Wilson enough. I don't think I've really broken any new ground here. I mean, anybody listening to this knows that the guy's a dirtbag. I'm just reconfirming it for all of you. But we're going to get into some of the other things that happened in this game in just a second here, including that goal that I just mentioned just a second ago. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so now that we got the Tom Wilson rant out of the way, let's talk about some of the other things that happened in this game. First of all, let's talk about something that happened before this game. It was Pride Night for the Rangers, and, you know, there's a very simple slogan that's kind of caught on over these last couple of years, maybe just this year, in fact, but the slogan is that hockey is for everyone, and it indeed is for everyone. To me, it's a statement that should really go without saying. It's one of those things that should just be common sense, but, uh, you know, it really is nice to see that, 
you know, the NHL is taking steps to take this whole thing seriously, make sure that hockey is indeed for everyone, and obviously uh, just a really nice night for the Rangers. Great job participating in Pride Night, and some really cool warm-up jerseys. I don't know if anybody saw that, but the uh, Rangers had all red, or pretty much all red, warm-up jerseys when they were out there for the skate-around, and then they also had a rainbow-colored logo on the jersey as well. So great job by the Rangers participating in Pride Night. As for this game itself, you know, we've got some revamped lines, and obviously this is partially due to injuries to Chris Kreider and Brett Howden. And as for the defense pairing, same deal. You know, there's injuries to Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Truba. Man, did the Rangers miss Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Truba in this game because I did not think this was a banner night for the Ranger blue liners. Obviously, that's partially due to the fact that it's a very young, very inexperienced group, but I think the Ranger defensemen have certainly had better nights than they did on this night. I don't know how many different odd man rushes the Capitals got in this game. I mean, I stopped counting once it was getting toward double digits. It had to be 10, 10 plus. I mean, there were just so many instances in this game where out of nowhere, you know, the Capitals just went right by the Ranger defenseman and it's a two on one or it's a clean breakaway or whatever it might have been. I don't think this is a banner night for Igor Shesterkin either. He had kind of a weird night because I thought the two early goals that he allowed to go in both stoppable. I mean, not to say they were easy saves, but we've seen him make tougher saves uh, than either of these would have been had he come up with the save. And then he kind of caught fire for a little while. You know, the Rangers came back in the game. They got up 3-2. to two. He made some really nice saves, allowing them to get back into the game. But then, you know, down the stretch, once again, uh, don't think that he came up with as many saves as maybe he could have. Obviously, he ends up giving up the five goals. He's had a really nice season. Still feel great about Igor Shesterkin going forward. But obviously, this was not one of, uh, you know, his better performances of the season. One thing that I thought was really cool, you know, we'll get back to these line combinations in just a second. I'm kind of going to work that into what I'm about to say here. But Morgan Barron gets to start the game because the Rangers went with their fourth line to kick off the action tonight. Morgan Barron was on the left wing. Kevin Rooney was at center. Julian Gauthier was on the right wing. So that was neat. You know, obviously playing in his second career game, the rookie gets a start there. And as far as the rest of the line combinations, you had a revamped top line. Pretty much every line was different. Uh, just about. I think maybe the fourth line was still intact, and that might have been about it. But as for the uh, top line, you had Mika Zibanejad centering Artemi Panarin and Pavel Buchnevich. This is a combination that we saw a little bit last season. And I remember this because they scored, this trio scored, one of the most beautiful goals you will ever see in the second game of the season last year. Just a complete uh, tic-tac-toe goal. Just a couple of lightning quick passes. Mika Zibanejad uh, finished from the doorstep. But it's an interesting trio. I mean, I know that, you know, Buchnevich got a little bit of a time with Panarin earlier this season. They were both on the second line together, and, you know, they were really excited to be playing together. And Panarin and Zibanejad, I've talked about this before on the podcast, I do like them better on opposite lines. But you know what? If there's ever a time to, you know, experiment a little bit, mess around. I mean, I know the Rangers were still technically mathematically alive coming into this game tonight, but let's be honest, they weren't going to make the playoffs this year. So if you want to mess around a little bit with the line combos, go right ahead, uh, put Panarin and Zibanejad out there together and see what they can do. So that was your top line. After that, you had a second line of Ryan Strom centering Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. We will talk about the goal that Lafreniere and Caco scored in just a second because it really was a thing of beauty. And then you had on the third line, Philip Heal centering Vitaly Krasov and Colin Blackwell. I believe, yeah, that line is unchanged from the last game as well. So the third and fourth lines are still the same. And we already talked about the fourth line. And then as for the defense pairings, you had Keandre Miller out there with Adam Fox. You had Termo Reunion with Brennan Smith. And you had Lieber Hayek with Zach Jones. And like I said, you know, it just wasn't a great night for the Ranger defense and giving up way too many odd man rushes. A couple of penalties taken. Brendan Smith just completely whiffed on a pass and allowed the Capitals to score uh, the go-ahead goal. So that was unfortunate as well. Uh, Brendan Smith's really played well down the stretch. I don't know what he was doing on that play. Uh, you got to be fair. It was a, just a pass to no man's land and uh, basically just set up the Capitals for an easy goal. So 
That wasn't good. I mean, in general, again, not a great night for the Ranger defenseman, but there are brighter days ahead. It is a very young, very inexperienced group. But without any further ado, I do want to talk about this goal that Capo Caco scored, gave the Rangers their first and only lead of the night at 3-2 early in the second period. And Kevin Rooney deserves some credit on this play as well. The Rangers worked the puck up the boards, and Rooney basically just redirected it to Capo Caco and kind of set the Rangers up for a 2-on-1 here. Caco and Lafreniere going in on the 2-on-1 break. Caco's got the puck. He passes to his right to Alexi Lafreniere, and they're moving in pretty slowly here, you know, kind of just feeling out the situation, looking to strike, looking to somehow put the puck in the net here, obviously. Lafreniere's got the puck, and he gets the defenseman to go down on his stomach. Lafreniere plays the puck to his backhand, sends a backhand pass back to his left to Capo Caco. Caco's got the puck, and he's running out of real estate. He's right there on the doorstep. And so many times in this situation, when a player's running out of real estate the way that Capo Caco was here, you'll see him kind of just look for the stuff and go on. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but a lot of the times it just kind of results in the player basically just shoving the puck into the goalie's pads. And instead, what Capo Caco did here was he kind of, you know, hit the brakes a little bit and pulled the puck back just a bit and then put it around the goalie and into the net. So uh, great instincts by Capo Caco there, and obviously really nice to see Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere playing on the same line tonight and linking up for a goal. It's something that I think Ranger fans could definitely get used to going forward. And, you know, for that matter, you know, while we're talking about this, I say let Caco and Lafreniere on the same line for the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, the landscape has changed. The Rangers, we know they're not going to be in the playoffs. There's only three games left. And Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere, the Rangers have as much riding on those two players as they do anybody else on this team. Because with Artemi Panarin, you know, we pretty much know what we're going to get. With Mika Zibanejad, same thing. I know he got off to a rough start this year, but Mika Zibanejad's certainly an established star in this league. Kreider, you know, he's up and down. It is what it is. Adam Fox, one of the emerging young defensemen in the league. I mean, we could go right down the list. But as far as you know, guys who could make or break this Ranger team and make the difference of whether this team is really going to be a bonafide Stanley Cup contender or not. Yeah, I mean, Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco at the very top of that list. So obviously nice to see them link up for a goal here and uh, might as well keep them together down the stretch here, see what they can do in these last three games. As for the other two Ranger goals, they were both scored by Mika Zibanejad. The first one happened late in the first period. In fact, with exactly two minutes remaining in the first period, Mika Zibanejad cut the Ranger deficit to just 2-1. to one. It was a sorely needed goal. Obviously, the Rangers had been shut out in back-to-back -back games against the New York Islanders. They were down 2 nothing here, kind of scuffling a little bit. Obviously, needed to put one in the net. Mika Zibanejad made it happen off of a nice pass from Artemi Panarin. And then Zibanejad scored again just 2.30 into the second period, his 22nd goal of the season. Not too bad considering it's only a 56-game regular season. And when you also consider uh, the just brutal start that Mika Zibanejad got off to this year, now up to 22 goals. But this time, Panarin to Strom to Mika Zibanejad. Mika puts it in the net. He had actually put one off the post just before this with the Rangers on the power play. But the Rangers regroup, they maintain possession, and they set up Mika Zibanejad for the game-tying goal. And then, of course, Capo Caco gives the Rangers the lead, but it just wasn't meant to be uh, Garnett Hathaway gets a goal for the Capitals late in the second period to tie the game at three, heading into the third. And this was another uh, instance in this game, and I'm not trying to pick on these young players. I'm just stating facts. I don't think this is a good night for the young New York Ranger defense. And Keandre Miller had the puck behind the Ranger net, and he gave it away, had it taken away. There's a wild scramble in front of the Ranger net. Igor made a save or two, but eventually uh, the Capitals basically just kept hammering away at it, and Garnett Hathaway is the guy that converts, ties the game, and uh, that kind of set the stage for obviously a disappointing Third period for the Rangers. The Capitals get the lead. Daniel Sprong scores unassisted. Well, I mean, I guess you could 
maybe give an assist to Brandon Smith because that was the goal that we already talked about where, you know, Brandon Smith, again, he's played very well down the stretch for the Rangers. I think he's kind of embraced this big brother role and kind of being the lone uh, Ranger veteran defenseman that they have available to them right now. But for one reason or another, he's got the puck in the corner. And I don't know if he just didn't see Sprong there or what it was. You know, he plays the puck uh, basically parallel to the goal line to his right. I mean, if he was Sprung's teammate, he couldn't have given him a much better pass, but Sprung gets it, puts it home, and uh, puts the Capitals on top for good at 4-3. to three. Then you get another breakaway. You know, Nicholas Backstrom gets behind the defense, and he scores on a breakaway. That makes it 5-3. to three. And then uh, the dirtbag himself scores an empty net goal to make it 6-3 to three in favor of the Capitals, and that was indeed the final score. So a uh, disappointing loss, and obviously disappointing, like we talked about, to be out of the playoff race here. But there's three games left. We're going to continue to cover the Rangers down the stretch, and we're going to have some fun with it. Hopefully the Rangers' uh, young kids, they get some valuable experience in these final three games here, and they come back in training camp in the preseason just ready to rock next year. I think, uh, you know, once again, I know I keep saying this, but this Ranger team is definitely moving in the right direction. It does take some time, but you got to be feeling good if you're a Ranger fan right now, despite the fact that the team will not be appearing in the playoffs this season. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.